Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the GeForce Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts. Cars are absolutely amazing machines. They bring people together. They help us explore the world. And most importantly, they are the golden ticket to the drive through For more than a century, cars have been some of the most impactful machines in society and have literally transformed this world. They are tools of progress and also in, in some ways uh, you know, of destruction. Uh, I'm looking out for you tires. But cars are also so much more than just tools. They're flawed, they have character, and they bring joy even on the gloomiest of days. Driving and being around cars is therapy for many, a source of never-ending joy and happiness. It's beautiful how, for what some think of as just a normal tool, helping them get their normal day-to-day life on the way, others see as a thing of beauty. Now, some cars are horrible tools. They have literally no practical use. No trunks, no seats, they're uncomfortable as hell, hard to see out of, they're too loud and obnoxious for daily use, and the list goes on. Some of these cars, though, are universally loved and admired for one reason, their fun factor. I believe full-heartedly that these machines, designed only for making people happy, are some of the best cars ever made. Of course, when talking about completely useless cars, we have to start off with the traditional supercar. A car so low to the ground, you can't even drive to the grocery store without scraping your front bumper at least a handful of times in the parking lot. Ferrari and Porsche are attributed with starting this group of cars and this realm of craziness with the Ferrari F40 and the Porsche 959. Both broke, or really got close to at least, the 200 mile per hour road car barrier. So they were the first ones to really cross that threshold and introduce us to a brand new world. The supercar really is a one trick dog, and it's to put a smile on the driver's face. That's it. Some achieve that by the, you know, their looks or their profound noises they make. Uh, think of like a Lamborghini, for example, how outlandish it looks, how loud it is, all of that fun. While others get to that fun factor by, you know, literally tearing a smile on their owner's face through G-forces and performance, uh, like a McLaren F1 or something that's really focused for that track use. Either way, supercars are hyper-focused in on a few attributes of a car, and none of those are about cargo capacity or fuel economy. Supercars are great, I mean, and quite mad. But recently, car manufacturers have been creating even more mad and obnoxious cars. They've built machines that not only have no real-world purpose, but they also make absolutely no sense to build whatsoever. In the last four years or so, both Jaguar and Alfa Romeo, two very storied manufacturers, have taken their four-door cars, dropped in an engine that's way too big and way too powerful for its own good, thrown on some huge brakes and tires, and gone on a carbon fiber frenzy to take these traditionally luxury cars 
and make him go full race car. Oh, and by the way, the lunacy doesn't stop there. Both have taken out the back seats of these cars and installed a roll cage. Again, all of this in a four-door car. Like, what's going on? Can we just agree that that's madness? Like, it's insane. You take a four-door car, perfectly good four-door car, by the way, and then you just throw away the rear seats. Say, oh, we don't really need this. I'm sorry, that is completely idiotic. And especially if it's coming from these two large and relatively intelligent manufacturers between, you know, Jag and Alpha. I mean, I have to ask, what were Jag and Alpha thinking here? A two-seater race car built entirely off of a four-door executive sedan platform? I mean, I'm 100% absolutely, completely in love. Now, the story behind Jaguar's XCE SV, the mad V8-powered sedan you know, with four doors, given, but two seats, and then one giant wing goes something like this. So Alfa Romeo, which we'll get back to in a little bit, but they have this amazing machine called the Giulia Quadrifoglio. It's a four-door, four-seater, absolute beast of a car. Still though, four-door, four-seater, right? They took it to the Nürburgring and set a track record for four-door cars of 7 minutes, 32 seconds in 2016. Now that's an incredible time, and to kind of put that in perspective, a year earlier, an Audi R8 went around the track of the Nürburgring and the exact same time. So a supercar, the, in a bonafide supercar, the Audi R8, and this Alfa Giulia Quattrofolio, a four-seater car, both set the exact same track record. It's, it's insane to think about that, an absolutely incredible achievement. So Jag were looking at that and I guess they were kind of annoyed that Alfa Romeo had that track record for a four-door, four-seater car, or a four-door car, sorry. While they were looking at that, they kind of casually glanced over to the corner at their uh, supercharged 592 horsepower V8 from the F-Type SVR, which is their top-range performance car. And then also, casually glanced at the other end of the factory to their small-sized XE sedan, which is a four to five-seater car. And the result, the XE SV. And it was built one purpose, one purpose only, to beat the Julia Quadrifolio's Nürburgring track time. And they did that. This V8 British beast set the new track record at a blistering seven minutes 23 seconds or to kind of put it in perspective that's only two seconds that's two seconds faster than a Ferrari Enzo which was the king of supercars back in the early 2000s so that story is insane right there right Jag decides that they can you know off a of technicality build a four-door car without rear seats put a big engine in there big brakes everything go faster on the Nürburgring set the new track record for a four-door car I'm not too certain how the story goes for Alpha, and to be honest, not so certain about the Jag story, but let's go with this. This is, If I'm Alpha Romeo, I'm sitting there, I see Jag go around with the XESV without rear seats, and I look at that record that they set there, and I, I'm ticked off. 
In fact, I'm probably ticked off enough to, you know, take a look at my perfectly good quadrifolio, the Julia quadrifolio, and then decide to throw away most of it. If we were to extrapolate on that right now and continue with this story, you would end up with Alpha's latest creation, which is the Julia GTA. Which, first of all, the GTA answers the question, what if Ferrari built a four-door race car? The GTA is a storied moniker in Alpha's range, and it is reserved for their racing-oriented performance vehicles. So when they put it on a four-door car, you know it's going to be something pretty crazy. Alpha followed pretty much the same exact recipe as Jag. They took their four-door car, which is absolutely beautiful, by the way, and very potent on the track, as well as being pretty useful. They took that car, took the V6 from there, a twin-turbo V6 helped, uh, designed by Ferrari, tweaked it a little bit, got a little more power out of that, threw a ton of carbon fiber at the car itself, basically replacing a lot of the panels and components with lighter carbon fiber components. They slapped on bigger brakes and wheels, added a big wing on the back, and again, saw those rear seats and were like, yeah, we don't need them. They're definitely useless. They instead put the roll cage there because you know what? Much more useful in a four-door car. And for a little kind of attention to detail, they took some of that space in the back where the seats used to be in between the roll cage and they put a little shelf there for the driver's helmet. There you go. Makes those you know rear doors really, really useful now. So both Jag and Alpha have pushed the limits of the sedan body style and are pushing them in completely opposite directions of what the traditional strengths of a four-door car are. I mean, it's not the first time that a manufacturer has made a performance-oriented stand. BMW kicked this off back in the 1980s when they built the M5, which they took their highest spec performance engine from a road car, put that into a 5-series chassis, and sold it. The Germans have really led this uh, area with BMW, Mercedes, and Audi also leading this sector. But at least with the M5, or with Mercedes's E63 AMG, or with Audi's RS7, they can still be called family cars, or can actually be defined as being practical. They have rear seats, they have trunk space, they follow those conventional ideas of what a four-door car should be and, you know, why you would buy a four-door car. The XE SV and the Julia GTA are just so impractical and go completely the opposite of those, they even make like a smart car look like a minivan. Anyway, after all this ranting about the GTA, the XE SV, you know, why they're breaking the rules, why they're lunatics cars, all this insanity. We gotta get to the real point, you know, why I absolutely love them. And it comes down to the fact that they're built solely for the fun factor. Like supercars, they are completely mad and hopelessly useless at doing normal car things. But they're absolutely brilliant when it comes to that smile factor. On a given day, if I'm blessed to even briefly see or here an XE SV or a Julia GTA, I know my my week, hell my month would be made. They're so comical and just absolutely obnoxious. 
they probably go like hell. I haven't been able to confirm that yet, but they just, you can't help but smile and fall in love with them. Getting behind the wheel of either one would be one hell of an experience, something you would definitely remember for the rest of your life. You know, that combination of high horsepower and lightweight, you know, stereotypical race car formula in a four-door platform, that would just be absolutely intoxicating. I mean, I'm just thinking about now hitting either a long stretch of freeway or taking the twisties home in your four-door car and just how much of a hoot that would be in either the GTA or the XCSV. Wrapping things up, I think we've kind of come to the conclusion that Jaguar and Alfa Romeo have set the standard for a new golden ratio in the automotive space. Four doors and two seats. Mm-hmm.